Chapter thirty eight of Kate Bonnet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen Moore. Kate Bonnet by Frank R. Stockton. Again, Dickory was there there were indeed gay times in spanish town and with the two loads lifted from her heart kate helped very much to promote the gaiety if this young lady had wished to make a good colonial match she had opportunities enough for so doing but she was not in that frame of mind and encouraged no suitor but bright as she was she was not so bright as on that great and glorious day when she received ben greenway's letter telling her that her father was no longer a pirate there were several reasons for this gradually growing twilight of her happiness and one was that no letter came from her father to be sure there were many reasons why no letter should come there were no regular mails in these colonies which could be depended upon and besides the new career of her father sailing as a privateer under the king's flag would probably make it very difficult for him to send a letter to jamaica by any regular or irregular method moreover her father was a miserable correspondent and always had been thus she comforted herself and was content though not very well content to wait then there was another thing which troubled her when she thought of it that good man and steady lover martin newcombe had written that he was coming to spanish town and she knew very well what he was coming for and what he would say but she did not know what she would say to him and the thought of this troubled her in a letter she might put off the answer for which she had been so long and patiently waiting but when she met him face to face there could be no more delay she must tell him yes or no and she was not ready to do this there was so much to think of so many plans to be considered in regard to going back to barbados or staying in jamaica that really she could not make up her mind at least not until she had seen her father she would be so sorry if mr newcombe came to spanish town before her father should arrive or at least before she should hear from him then there was another thing which added to the twilight of these cheerful days and this kate could scarcely understand because she could see no reason why he should affect her the governor whom they frequently met in the course of the pleasant social functions of the town looked troubled and was not the genial gentleman he used to be of course he had a right to his own private perplexities and annoyances but it grieved kate to see the change in him he had always been so cordial and so cheerful he was now just as kind as ever perhaps a little more so in his manner but he was not cheerful kate mentioned to her uncle the changed demeanour of the governor but he could give no explanation he had heard of no political troubles but supposed that family matters might easily have saddened the good man he himself was not very cheerful for day after day brought nearer the time when that uncertain steed bonnet might arrive in jamaica and what would happen after that no man could tell one thing he greatly feared and that was that his dear niece kate might be taken away from him dame charter was not so very cheerful either only in one way did she believe in steed bonnet and that was that after some fashion or another he would come between her and her bright dreams for her dear dickory and so there were some people in spanish town who were not as happy as they had been still there were dinners and little parties and society made itself very pleasant and in the midst of them all a ship came in from barbados bringing a letter from martin newcombe a strange thing about this letter was that it was addressed to mr delaplaine and not to miss kate bonnet this 
of course proved the letter must be on business and although he was with his little family when he opened his letter he thought it well to glance at it before reading it aloud the first few lines showed him that it was indeed a business letter for it told of the death of madame bonnet and how the writer martin newcombe as a neighbor and friend of the family had been called in to take temporary charge of her effects and having done so he hastened to inform mr delaplaine of his proceedings and to ask advice this letter he now read aloud and kate and the others were greatly interested therein although they cautiously forbore the expression of any opinion which might rise in their minds regarding this turn of affairs having finished these business details mr delaplaine went on and read aloud and in the succeeding portion of the letter mr newcombe begged mr delaplaine to believe that it was the hardest duty of his whole life to write what he was now obliged to write but that he knew he must do it and therefore would not hesitate at this the reader looked at his niece and stopped go on cried kate her face a little flushed go on the face of mr delaplaine was pale and for a moment he hesitated then with a sudden jerk he nerved himself to the effort and read on he had seen enough to make him understand that the duty before him was to read on End of chapter thirty eight